Hi, I'm Chad. I'm a Gen X grown-up. I support Gen X grown-up through Patreon, and you can too at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listener to episode 54, 54? of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I am John. Joining me always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And George. Hey, how's it going, guys? This episode will cover a couple of very geeky movies, look at an amazing new way to play old school games online together, and a dark new side-scrolling puzzler. Before we get into that, though, one of my favorite parts of the show, we're going to read some fourth listener email. Yay! Fourth listener, this episode comes from one of our favorite longtime friends and supporters over on Patreon, Chad wrote hey, in. Chad. Okay. Yeah, the subject line of Chad's email is Lego minifigures. Uh-oh. He was remembering back when, okay. George, you talked about those in a recent episode. Yeah, yeah I was asking a lot of questions about them and stuff because I wanted to know, you know, all the different variations and forms and how that they're made. That we start seeing conventions all the yeah, time. Yeah, see right. everywhere, right. So Chad writes in and says, you guys were talking about Lego minifigures. I love them too. There's a person I follow on Instagram who makes all these custom Lego minifigures of wrestlers from WWE and other promotions. Huh. They're really cool, cool but for whatever reason, they won't sell them. What? <laughs> what? I don't know. I just just make it for fun, I guess, or make one-offs. He says it really frustrates me because I want so many of them. They also <laughs> do custom action figures, also wrestling related. From listening to the show, it doesn't seem like you guys are really that into wrestling. What? Okay. So that's my second <laughs> what of the email that Chad wrote. <laughs> I have been a huge fan of wrestling since I was, well, actually, before I was even born, my parents were taking me to wrestling in my mother's stomach when she was pregnant with me, so... <laughs> <laughs> I've been going to wrestling for over 47 years for and I'm only longer than you've been old. alive. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm a huge fan of wrestling. Everything back from the original territorial days in the 70s when I was a very young kid all the way up through the modern era now. I still watch wrestling every week. I guess it just doesn't bleed in much into the show. We don't talk about it a lot, but I remember George when you and I first met, you were a huge fan of wrestling and you'd <laughs> We'd meet up and you're talking about all the storylines and all the characters and what's going on on Raw in the evening. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. All I remember is Dusty Rhodes and Gordon Soley. That's yeah. all I know. Well, you know, that's two good things to know about wrestling. So if that's all you I know, guess. you're you still know okay. Something. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. George, probably the biggest wrestling fan among us. But uh, maybe we need to talk about some old school wrestling. Maybe that sounds like a future backtrack since Chad called us out on not remembering our wrestling heritage. I think? can't even imagine how to tie that down into like 20 or 30 minutes because yeah, we yeah, have to John would just keep quiet and just let you ramble for and just let's say, and George go yeah. <laughs> we're like, gonna play a game if we on just pick one particular wrestler I'm like that's at least two hours worth of discussion right there I mean it's there's so much yeah. to go into in that topic for me yeah it's probably one of well, it spans my so many passions. things too it spans entertainment and athletics and like the the financial side mm-hmm. and the corporation side there's there's so much to yeah. it it's, yeah. it's like saying let's just cover comics or let's just cover or, movies right. it's like everything yeah <laughs> i mean it was such a part of the culture too i mean 70 i mean it's yeah. huge so 70s 80s i mean 90s even the you know the attitude era when there was big monday night wrestling wars between the two main programs, it was huge. You say so. Yeah, right. I'll go with it. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. That's right. We don't argue with Mo about Pluto or George about wrestling. <laughs> That's the go. rule. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you, Chad. Appreciate your writing. And we love when the fourth listener takes time to write into the show. If you'd like to have your email read on the show, hit us up, podcast at genxgrownup.com. You'll go right in the hopper and we'll get you featured on the show as soon as we can. All right. Hey, I want to interject one thing here. So yeah, one yeah. thing is that, so this is our what, 54th episode, right? 54th regular, regular episode. episode. So right. we did about 50 or so backtrack. And I don't know about you guys, yep. but are you hitting a podcast lull right now where everybody's playing like rebroadcasts of old stuff? Because all yeah, the- some of the episodes that I listen to other shows, yeah, yeah. Stuff. they're Not rerunning me, but- stuff. They get lazy. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. Stuff, so I just so. wanted to point out that we have loyally put out an episode every week for pretty much two years now. Don't jinx us, but you're right. That's true. Brand new episode, new content every single week, no rebroadcasts. So just wanted to point that out because I think that's pretty cool. I think that's earned just a few extra iTunes reviews, don't you? I, I think I so. I th- absolutely. <laughs> Does that mean I got to go create some more fake accounts and put some iTunes reviews out there? No, no, we want real ones. Real ones. We hired those guys from China to do it. <laughs> well, they're not doing their job if we hired the guys from China. <laughs> Who has more big, beautiful almonds than any other popular chocolate bar? The new Mars bar. One of the best Hey everybody, I'm Nathan with the Splash Damage Bros podcast, inviting you to check us out on iTunes and Spotify, and maybe even subscribe if you're into that sort of thing. Hey guys, Thomas here. We're a gaming podcast and we make each other play different games and then we talk about them, but mainly argue. We promise we're still friends though. Yo guys, what's up? This is John from the Splash Damage Brothers podcast. Keep an ear out for our monthly episodes as well as extra bonus levels that could pop up anytime. We strike like ninjas throwing audio blades directly at your ear holes. Andrew here. Also, check out our website, SplashDamageBros.com, and find us on social media. We promise to only bring you the hottest takes and the most highly curated troll commentary. Oh my god, Andrew. What? Just be an honest. This is literally going to cost us listeners. Anyway, check us out wherever you get your podcasts and at SplashDamageBros.com. We love to have you. Thanks. Well, let's jump into the meat of the show then, uh, right at the first segment, as we like to do, talking about media that we are checking out. Again, it could be movies or TV or music or whatever it is that we're looking into. George, what have you been checking out since we last spoke? I found a cool little documentary called Geek and You Shall Find. It was a fun little movie. It's got a lot of heartfelt sentiment and everything. actually brought a tear to my eye in a lot of the different segments when they're doing interviews with the different people that they met throughout their travels. It was three people, two guys that had come up with a concept, and then they brought this a young lady on as well to help them and they just took an entire like year emptied all their savings accounts and just traveled from convention to convention to convention and interviewed creators and fans of geekdom everywhere so if you're a comic book fan you might have been in this and they really (laughs) focused on the whole geek culture and how it has transformed the world around us today wow i I picked this up but haven't watched it yet when i saw you put it on the list i actually started watching the beginning of it Mm -hmm. Uh, i was impressed with the quality but moreover i was impressed with how they took a very serious approach to understanding this thing that is often seen as you know fluff superfluous kind of stuff and how it yeah, traces really its serious. roots all the way back yeah and how it traces its roots all the way back to greek myths and gilgamesh and all that kind of stuff it's really just a continuation and it parallels that 
Yeah, there was. They do a lot of stuff where they talk about how different people were influenced by these different authors who tied in the hero myths all the way back from the original stories, and how those stories and at least the tropes in them have influenced all the hero stories that have gone on since. And it's been in different cultures across the world. I really enjoyed how they tied that in with cosplay because we've talked about cosplay here on the podcast a little bit. And we've done a lot of cosplay videos on our YouTube channel. And sure. It was beautiful how they showed the people gravitating towards something that was important to them in their life and finding that in cosplay and why they're doing the cosplay. Not just that they want to get dressed up because it's a cute outfit or, you know, they want to get somebody to take their picture or something like that, but how personal these cosplayers feel well you know how it just affects them personally how they relate to the character how personal it is exactly. or how it uh, connects to their life or to their story and right. how some mm-hmm. of them are even using them for altruistic purposes like there was that one group that they mentioned in there where they go to visit sick children in the hospital as cosplayers and just how it affects those kids because they just bring them comic books that's their whole thing like this one guy has this awesome Iron Man costume and I've followed him on Instagram for a couple of years now and he goes with this charity organization to deliver comic books to sick children in these hospitals and how it just lights up their day to have a superhero walk in their room and give them some comic books and take some pictures with them you know when they're in those horrible situations yeah yeah is, is this something you've checked out yet Mo no I haven't had a chance to watch it I'm going to for sure I mean it sounds like yeah right you up my, should <laughs> you know like definitely yeah. made for me kind of thing so definitely gonna watch it geek and you shall fine. I think it's a good recommendation. I think anybody that listens to this show, George, uh, is going to be glad that you uh, picked this up and brought it to us. Oh, absolutely. Let's transition over to something else that George brought to us. And I'm going to do you a favor, George, and take this off of your looking back, looking forward (laughs) plate. Something I don't have to worry about next year. Yay! (laughs) I think the last time we talked, you were looking forward to a new film called Good Boys. In fact, you stole it from me. I did. And we were double looking forward to it. We were double forwarding, yes. So even though you stole it from me, George, uh, that didn't dissuade me from going to see we were we really were looking forward to Wait it a based on. So if I make a recommendation, that means you don't want to go see something. Is that what you're trying to say? It makes me second guess my life choices <laughs> if they align with yours too closely. Wow. <laughs> we were all looking forward to the trailer. The trailers were hilarious. Yes. Each one that came out was better than the last. And it's very much like a younger version of Super Bad. It's these three little kids getting involved in hijinks and shenanigans and trying to get to a party and go to a boys and girls kissing party. And right. Anyway, looks fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Went to see it. This movie would have been much better as either just a trailer or if they had never shown me a trailer. Yep. I am right there with you. All the good scenes are in the trailer. Well, wait a minute. Now, that's one thing. Have you? I've seen movies where all the good scenes were in the trailer, but not even all the good scenes in the trailer made it to the movie. Right. What? <laughs> Every great punchline in the film they used in the trailer because they were the funniest parts. Right. And you've seen that syndrome before. But some of the funniest punchlines that were in the trailer didn't even make the final cut of the film. Mm-mm. What? So the end result was every time you building up to something like, oh, we're building up to that part where this happens. Here's where it comes. And when it happens, it took the wind out of the sails of the joke because I'd already laughed at it 10 times before going to see the trailer. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have this new thing that I'm kind of figuring out and coining. So we have the AMC A-list, right? John, you and I have Mo. I think you have yeah. it as well, yes, right? I, I pay my 23 bucks a month or whatever exactly. it is. Yeah. I go to see probably six to 12 films a month at this point because I'm making sure I get my money's worth yeah, out of the right. get your money's worth. Yep. If you see I, six I try, one day, yeah. I'm going to. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you find out that going to see 
all these films, you see a crap ton of trailers and then you tend to see them over and over, over and, and over. over and over and over. Yeah. So I'm yeah. getting A-list trailer fatigue at this point because I'm seeing these trailers and for good boys, John, mm, like you I pointed out, you. they had the same trailer on for a long time and off front of all the movies, but they just took so much away from the film that when I got to the film, I was like, okay, I've seen everything in the trailer. The film's going to amp that up to 12 or something like that on down. No. It really didn't. Nope, it was nope. like it went down to like four. And I was so yeah, sad ugh. because I had such high hopes for this. And maybe I got myself too hyped up for it because the trailers I don't were think so, so fun. No, but... it's not your fault. No, oh, not your fault. man. It was just, it was, <laughs> you know, if I hadn't seen a single trailer, John, I think you're right. I probably it wasn't a bad movie. the film. No, it was fun. It was fun. It was just the problem was nothing had any bite. There no. was no bite left in it because all of the really funny parts were already I had them under my belt already. I'd seen them. And I here they come. Yep, there's the joke. Ha ha. And it wasn't even as funny that time because it didn't come as fast paced as it did in the trailer. Right. right. Now, what I didn't expect is there was a nice little coming of age friendship kind of story in there, which was nice. Mm-hmm. You had to put something heartwarming in it, which was okay. But that felt out of place. Well, very much like Superbad, yeah. as you alluded to earlier. They kind of grew into their own as they were going from high school to college. And in this case, it's middle school to high school or, you know, elementary to Correct. middle school or whatever it was. But so yeah. how was your rate this on your scale george honestly yeah wait wait for video barely a five dollar tuesday more than likely an a-list free only Hmm. because if you've seen the trailers to watch well no not if you've had nothing else to watch it's certainly an a-list worthy recipient definitely like if you have an a-list slot you should definitely go see this film but you might also maybe be okay paying $5 to go watch the film. It just depends on how many of the times you've seen the damn trailer. <laughs> the the wow. only real original belly laugh in the whole film was the drone landing scene. Right. That was the best part in the film. Yeah. And I'm not going to spoil it because I'd be spoiling. I'd be like another trailer. I'd be spoiling it. There's a scene where they land a drone and that's hilarious. But that's really the only thing you didn't get to see in the trailer. It's almost like the B crew shot that and the footage wasn't available. Or I'm sure they would have slapped it in there. Mm. Yeah, it... They had a lot that they left on the plate in the trailer and left you nothing to eat for dessert with the movie. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And maybe it's part of the fatigue, but I think I have seen other trailers for films and they didn't turn out that way. So I think they also did something wrong with this film, unfortunately. So good boys. It's cute. Watch it on DVD later. You know, (laughs) if if you have an extra slot, your A-list, fine, go see it. But, you know, now, George, you don't have to deal with that for the looking back, looking forward at the end of the year. So you are welcome, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Mo, how about you, my man? What have you been watching? So I watched a movie that was done through, I think it was a Kickstarter called What We Left Behind. I don't know if you guys have caught that yet. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. It sounds familiar. Well, it's a documentary that, again, somebody just did a total like Kickstarter kind of thing where they just looked at Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh, yep. okay. Yeah, now I remember. The finale of Deep Space Nine was called What We Leave Behind. Mm-hmm. And so this and is what we this left is called behind. What We Left Behind. Right. The opening was weird because they had some of the actors like singing like kind of lounge song kind of thing, which I was like, okay. <laughs> it really got into like a very, it has some really cool hooks in it that one is that, you know, they had every actor talked about every actor who was in it was talking about the Mm -hmm. experience and then they got like some of the key writers together and they said okay if we were doing a new season let's plot out the first episode let's write the premiere write the premiere and they sat in the room and they just kind of described what would happen and why and this 20 years later so where where is everybody at this point which i thought was a really cool kind of intermediate hook like throughout the whole movie that they would just kind of go back to that every now and then i I saw most of this documentary i don't think i finished it yet i i get bad about starting things and not finishing it but i Maybe it's the most insight I've ever had into what happens
happens in a writer room. Oh, yeah. Ever watching this. I'm like, oh, is that how they figure stuff out? They're just bouncing ideas around and a big white guys are all geniuses. Ton of crap up and Deep Space Nine. It came at the end of the next generation. Right. right. And it was there when Voyager began, and it was always like this redheaded stepchild yeah, of it really the Star was. Trek universe. Matter of fact, they had the actors reading some of the really bad reviews. That like it got. hate mail. It was like mean tweets. Yeah, they exactly. were just reading hate mail <laughs> from what people said about it. they were it. cracking up at some of the ones they were reading, because some of these things are just awful. But And it was like, you know, how can you be in a space station be Star Trek? You're supposed to explore. How can you explore if you don't go anywhere? But the thing was, it seems like people are, like the people who appreciate it, like really Really loved it, and apparently now is getting a little bit of resurgence because of binge watching. I watched most of this documentary that Mo you introduced, uh-huh. the What We Left Behind, and it made me go out and start rewatching Deep Space Nine. I've started again from the beginning, and I'm working my way through it, and it's better than I remember it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah, a it's great. Good. You guys keep bringing me new movies and shows that I have to watch to put on my watch list, <laughs> and unfortunately, this documentary. Brought an old show back to the front of my watch list. <laughs> just going back to the actual documentary itself, it was just like listening to the way the actors viewed it, which I always like any documentary that does that because I like seeing the other perspective of it. Yeah, from inside. Yeah, from the inside, exactly. And how like these guys, like, I mean, they were basically, you know, they thought every season was going to be their last season. <laughs> right. <laughs> and how every time they wanted to do something, like you said, it was a, it was the redhead stepchild. The, oh, you can't have a ship because we have Voyager. Or right. you can't do this yep. because of, you know, we already did that in the other series or we can't and they were like wait a minute we're as much a part of the star trek world as any other show you know why do they get a priority <laughs> or why do we have to take second to them and i can see how they could be frustrating but it seemed like it was it was almost like it was a passion project over all the people like regardless like through all the all the seasons great documentary if you haven't seen it what we left behind is a great one to pick yeah. up and take a look at and support them you know pick it up and buy it for because uh, oh, yeah, it was a kickstarter sure. and it was it was made by all those guys that created the show and got back together well worth your time if you're a sci-fi fan of any kind uh, i'll throw the Amazon link on there. All right. Thanks, Bo. Ooh. Alberto does it again. With my European studying hairspray. The ultra-fine mist sprays on evenly for super hold that won't let your styles go. New Alberto European hairspray with ultra-fine mist. For new super hold. Gentlemen, I know you guys got mm-hmm. something for me to buy. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> Again, it's like, you know, I, I've pretty much given up trying to find new stuff myself because I figure I'll just wait a week and you'll tell me what to get. So... John, what do you got for me? That's quitter talk. You can't be like that. <laughs> Nobody likes a quitter. Look, I, I can only afford the stuff I buy myself or the stuff you tell me to buy. I can only do what? Not both. <laughs> <I can> do <laughs> both. <laughs> so what do you got for me? I want to start with just a very quick update. You know, last time I was talking about those office space pop vinyls that I found. There was the, the four cool ones, then plus the one with the two guys beating on the fax machine. Remember oh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And I thought I had the whole set. I was happy with that. Yeah. And then my daughter and I took a weekend visit to Manhattan. And I went to the Think Geek store, uh-huh. and wouldn't you know, they had a new exclusive Office Space Pop vinyl. What? Okay. <laughs> Who's left? I mean, I thought I had them. I mean, there are more characters, but they're peripheral characters. Right. And so they went off the rails with it. You know, the cover of Office Space? The guy covered in post-it notes, right? Yes. The guy covered in post-it notes. They have a pop vinyl of the guy covered in <laughs> sticky notes. That's, that's the exclusive Think Geek. Oh, that's great. So it turns out I had to buy another one to complete my, my collection and I guess I had five or six. I'm not. I have a seventh one. It wasn't on the back of the box. Uh, the guy at Think Geek said, yeah, those are really popular. I think they're going to make more exclusive Office Space ones. I'm like, damn you. Quit it. <laughs> no. But I'll, 
<laughs> I'll keep buying them. So fleshing out the collection. How about George, though? I'm sure you have some cool tech to talk about. That's not just another Office Space pop vinyl, is it? Well, no, this is not an Office Space pop vinyl or a pop vinyl of any nature. I recently had to make a purchase. Uh, as a matter of fact, the night before we recorded this podcast, I had to go and buy a $30,000 piece of tech. Pass. Oh, yeah, pass yeah. on that one. Sorry. <laughs> buy it. Sorry. So there you go, Mo. If you're looking for something to have to buy, 30000 that's all. Oh, I think I could skip that one. <laughs> I don't know. How cool is it? Yeah, that's true. What is it? <laughs> well, we had a car breakdown in the family, which meant oh, some shuffling around of vehicles and, you know, okay, now, all right, I'll give you this car and you take that car and blah, blah, blah. So for the last two weeks, my wife has been driving me to work and coming up very shortly, John and I will be traveling for Dragon Con, right? Actually, mm-hmm. the day that this right. podcast release will be our first day at Dragon Con. We'll be there. That's yeah. right. And I can't really have my wife drive me to Atlanta and then come back here, <laughs> you know, so. You'd never live that yeah. down. We said, let's buy a car. So I ended up buying a 2019 Dodge Charger. <gasps> Did you really? Yeah, <gasps> wait I a did. This, wow. Wait, does somebody else own one of those? Somebody else on this podcast happens to own one. Now, the one that they own is way more powerful and big wheeled and muscly and all that stuff <laughs> oh, than the he, one he I got. He got the midlife crisis version, right? He got the midlife crisis version. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's the right. package. What, and George isn't in his midlife? Come on now. <laughs> but this is, mine just has the simple V6 engine. It doesn't have your V8 Emmy stuff, but it's the first vehicle that I've ever owned with Android auto oh you are in for a treat i know and i haven't even (laughs) plugged it in yet because like i said literally just last night i bought it drove it home then we went to my son's football game so other than the drive home from the dealership i haven't even been in the vehicle for more than five minutes so john you're a big android auto guy i know mo you have an apple phone so you probably use that apple carplay when i was doing all my test driving i found that 90 percent of the test drives i went on like seven or eight of them all had the choice between the two except for toyota weirdly enough toyota only does apple carplay they don't do really? android auto huh. yeah ah. you say i'm in for a treat with android auto tell oh, wow. me what yeah. i can expect how's it going to work with the buttons in the car and all that stuff i mean i'm just kind of lost and i need some expert advice it is great since i got my new car that had android auto in it uh, the first one i had that had android auto before that i had a little android tablet that i had mounted on an arm right i remember that yeah to have google maps or whatever in it. Uh, and I first heard since I'd moved to Android a few years back that like Apple, they were going to integrate this thing where you plug it in and it moves kind of your data up onto the screen. And my experience with it has been phenomenal because what it allows you to do is you get in the car, plug in your phone, it connects via Bluetooth, but it also plugs into the wire. And it, it doesn't just take your phone screen and put it on your car screen. It takes a version of your phone in its own little UI and interface customized for driving. It, and it makes it, you know, messages pop up in a different kind of way that's very legible. The maps are integrated and you have some menus where you can listen to audio, you know, Spotify or podcasts or whatever you listen to. And it's very, very simplified for a single press and not having to stare at the screen. Oh. The thing I really like about it, and George, you're pretty well inundated in the whole uh, Google-verse already. Oh, yeah. You've got your Google calendar and your maps and everything, yep. is it learns everything you're going to do and it's really smart about it. 
Uh oh, like scary smart or <laughs> yeah, it's, it is scary smart. Like you might like go Cal nine thousand scary smart. How do you know that? But it, it's okay with me. Again, I, I will sacrifice some privacy for convenience. I'm one of those kind of people I don't mind so much. Some people aren't like that. But for example, I'm going to go see Good Boys. So I buy my ticket at Fandango. Well, that email gets pinged through my Google Mail. It's aware that I'm going to see a movie. So when I go out an hour before the movie and sit in my car, it pops up. Hey, did you like to go see Good Boys at seven? 45 p.m. at AMC Regency 24. I'm like, I would. And you touch one button and it's mapped. Wow. Or if you often go to a certain restaurant, as I often go to a Mexican restaurant here in town a couple <laughs> times a week, I'll come out and get in my car. If it's around lunchtime, it says, hey, would you like to go to Los Loros Mexican Cantina? I'm like, you know what? I would. How did you know that? <laughs> it just takes all of the things you do, the mundane triviality of plotting in the GPS or listening to your music, and it's baked right in. If I'm listening to music in, on my phone and I get in my car and I plug it in and that music's playing. Or I'm sitting at my desktop and I browse somewhere in Google and I say, oh, look at this up in Maps. If you go get in your car, that's in your recent locations in Google Maps. You don't have to look it up again because wow. it's all connected. Wow. I'm just thinking like the whole scary smart would be like, you want to go to Los Leros? Yes. And then it takes you to like to a salad bar. Then that would be scary. <laughs> hey, cut that <laughs> no, out. That would, be scary. that would be like if it was integrated with your scale at home when you were weighing yourself. <laughs> and it was like, would you like to go to the Mexican restaurant? Yes, I would. Yeah. Sorry, you gained four pounds. You're now going to the salad bar. Disconnect. Disconnect. No, you cannot disconnect. But you know, thirty thousand dollars, you know, like John, you talked about having to buy that air conditioner to get the thermostat. I felt like this was kind of the same thing. I mean, I hated that I had to spend $30,000, you know, so quickly and, you know, out of the blue, but at least I got a very nice car and this new feature that I'd never had before. So you're going to really enjoy it. Plug it in as soon as we get done recording and take take it for a drive. Uh, You're going to enjoy it. They actually just updated their Android Auto app to make the interface even more intuitive. Oh, nice. And I tried that for the first time the other day and it's even better. So it just keeps getting better. The, The neat thing too is unlike something just in a radio, when they update the app, you go and plug it in. You're like, oh, new features in my Android Auto without having to do anything to your car. Oh, that's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So as per usual with the tech and toy segments, I know Mo is not going to have anything to contribute during this segment. So, (laughs) John, have you got anything else for us to talk about before we move on? Yes. That does cost (laughs) $30,000. Well, yes, yes. It doesn't cost $30,000. It's free and it's going to resurrect something you already bought and make it better than before. How's that? Hey, that checks all the boxes. What do you got? <laughs> I'm going to save you 30 grand. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that we've wanted to do more of is more of the replays videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. People have really enjoyed and resonated with them when we'll sit down and play like an old arcade oh, yeah. game. We have a blast doing them too. I mean, we'll play some Galaga, we'll play some elevator action, right. or we'll play those Atari 2600 games. Mm-hmm. Very cool stuff. But in order to do that, we really have to be in the same room because like elevator action or combat, though it's a multiplayer game, it was never meant to have somebody hooked up online to play. You have to be sitting in the same room, two people and two controllers. But that's that's not always logistically feasible to do. I mean, like George, you and I like to do some of those replays, Mm -hmm. but we're two and a half hours apart from each other. Right. Yep. So I just, what can we do to you know, make this work out? So I started exploring a little bit and I found a piece of tech that's been around since early 2018 called Parsec. Uh, oh, yep. okay. Yep. I know what you're talking about now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I gave it a little look and I was blown away by what this thing can do. It's super simple to understand what it does, but it, it's amazing that it, A, why it didn't exist before now? <laughs> and B, where has it been all my life? Yeah. The basic concept is 
video game streaming is not something terribly new, right? So we talked yeah. before about the PlayStation world where you can like stream old PlayStation games to your computer. Right. If you have Steam, you can stream a game from one PC to another in your house. And then we have Google doing this new Stadia thing, which is going to stream all their video games in the cloud. What Parsec does is it allows you to stream a video game you are playing to anyone else in your friends list. Their controller automatically becomes player two controller as if it were plugged in and they can see what you're playing. And we've all tried this at yeah. this point. Point. Mm-hmm. So I started with you, Mo. You and I gave it a test drive. What was your experience? I was playing a game locally, plugged you in. What was your experience with it? I was one that you said it was just dead simple. It was just dead simple to, to yeah. get into. And the other thing was like, I could not see my biggest concern was lag, right? That my control would of be course. A laggy. I didn't see any of that. It was like the video I was watching. I felt like I was sitting next to you and playing. Outstanding, right? I, I made you play Robotron. So I was yeah. running Robotron, the arcade ROM on my computer, which is a super fast twitchy mm-hmm. game. You were playing it at your house. What and how, how did it feel? Oh, it felt like a, I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> I was like, I was like, <laughs> wow. There. I was like, I wish you know, it was a way you could kind of set this up remote. I could just log in whenever I want and play it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now <laughs> yeah, that'll be awesome. I didn't feel any <laughs> lag or anything. You want Plex Parsec then? Exactly. <laughs> you want Plex Plexsec par- Plexsec. or Parplex. <laughs> parplex. I couldn't tell that it wasn't running on my machine. It, bananas. Yeah. All right. So George, the next night, I finally, you were you were up probably car shopping. The next yeah, night right. I got a hold of you. <laughs> I said, let's get you into Parsec and try it out. Yep. Again, playing locally on my PC, remoted you in. What was your experience? Well, we chose a couple of different games. First, we started off with an Atari 2600 game that we recently done on uh, replays, the little fishing one where we were going back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, fishing derby. Yeah, and yep. it was so dead simple and easy to use. Um, the only caveat to it was we were having a few sound issues, like there was some glitchy sound a little bit on my side of it. Oh, that's it. right. Yep. But yep. I'm sure that as we tweak some settings here and there, we can figure that out. I was, just like Mo, was incredibly impressed with the graphic streaming because the next game that we picked was Mortal Kombat 11. Right. Oh, wait, wait, who won? <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, what's who the point won? of that question? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really just asking it to get you to answer that's it. He wants to hear it <laughs> No, it is because you know because John just likes beating the shit out of you. I know, right? <laughs> the worst thing about Parsec, though, that I found in thinking about it after we played Mortal Kombat 11, John, is that uh-huh. it's now going to be hard for me to use my tried and true excuse of saying it's the controller at your house because <laughs> now it's your controller. controller at my house. It's your damn controller. So all I can do now is maybe complain about the lag in Parsec, but there is none. There's no damn lag in this thing whatsoever. I mean, well, hey, George, John would never know if there is a lag or not unless you tell him. So <laughs> just just tell me the was. lag. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I'll call shenanigans. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11, it's got to be one of the higher end graphics oh, video yeah. games. It, that thing's super fast. And for Parsec to be able to handle it, regardless, it seems, of internet connection, it handled it perfectly, it seemed, on both ends. So coming out of your pipe with a slightly slower internet connection over to mine, no problems whatsoever. Across yep. two and a half hours worth of optical cable or whatever it had to use to get through here, no problem whatsoever. It was point, click, connect, and done. The startling thing you told me was not only was it sending all of your commands from your controller, mm-hmm. it was sending the rumble back to your yeah, controller right. when I was punching you in the face. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, you felt it. I, mean, I, I did. Mean, it even said you that. <laughs> yeah. So you felt the rumble yep. a lot. <laughs> you do. I mean, a lot. You felt the, it quite a bit. If the game has that feature built into it, it sent that signal across. So it was just all part of the full game stream, just like if we were sitting right next to each other on the couch. The beauty is the game you're playing has no idea it's running through Parsec. 
back. It's like a screen share sort of. Yep. It has a controller driver that it latches in to grab your controller. It tells my computer that you are plugged into port two, your player two. The game has no idea. So it means I can play old Nintendo games, old arcade games, old Atari games, anything because the game has no idea. Right. And, and maybe the best part is I'm now completely absolved from getting you a Mortal Kombat 11 key because I've let you play it. You're done. Yeah, You're as done. long as we're clear. wanting to play at the same time, which is how I'm mostly going to play Mortal Kombat 11. I'm not usually going to play it on my own anyway. So yeah, you yeah. don't want the computer to kick your butt. Have a friend do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not the same when the computer laughs at you. No, it's not nearly. I see this as a solid new tool in our arsenal, not just for making videos, but just for having fun, just getting together and, and hanging out and playing old games that normally could only play when you're in the same room. Well, yeah, yeah, because that's something that we talked about when you and I were testing it, that we haven't done that in a long time. And now this is an even easier way to get to do that. Way easier. All right. Yep. So here's the, here's the big question. How much does it cost? It's absolutely free to do everything that we did. They have a small like monthly or annual that you can pay to support them if you want. And if we use it a couple more times, I see myself subscribing to it just to get, I don't know what the added features are, but to support them because I want to make sure this has a nice long life. Wow. I want that. Jeez, I wonder how they're doing this for free. That's crazy. I, I, I don't know. That's why I want to support yeah, them. Really. <laughs> I didn't see any hidden costs, so it's well worth it to me. They may be good programmers, but awful businessmen. <laughs> so, yeah, we got to support them for sure. I mean, it's, it was awesome. I can't get over how smooth and seamless it made all of that. And we'll throw a link in the show notes below <laughs> if you'd like to take a look at Parsec Gaming. It is a really cool way to enjoy your older games without having to be in the same room. Eddie, this is Mrs. Butterworth. I love your syrup. I need two syrups, regular and light. Mrs. Butterworth. And they're both delicious because... Because they're thick and rich and buttery. She really talks better than you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> children of all ages, <laughs> it is time for the Generation X game segment. Over to I'm you, George. <laughs> Or John or Mo oh or whoever is playing games at this point. <laughs> is this from the Mickey Mouse show? Yeah, it sounds like, so friendly and upbeat. This was actually a little, a little unnerving. Uh. <laughs> I figure it was a little bit of Mickey Mouse meets Christopher Walken meets Jason from Friday the 13th. You know, something in there. Blend them all together. <laughs> Last episode, one of our fourth listeners wrote in, Matthew, and he recommended a new game, uh, a mobile game called Golf Rival. Yeah. Has anybody checked that out? Thanks a lot, Matthew. <laughs> oh, no. Revenge. <laughs> so Matthew mentioned it in that it. some of the other ones that we recommended meant that we were on his good list as far as, you know, he said, oh, I was already playing that game, so that means I know your recommendations are true and valid. So he recommended to us about this Golf Rival game. And I've been seeing Golf Rival and another golf game in these pop-up ads on some of the other games that I play quite often. Oh, yeah, they yeah. Were just It was like every other ad that was popping up was for one of these two golf games. So I said, okay, I'll download them both and I'll start with Golf Rival and then I'll play the other one and I'll do a comparison for the next podcast and we can talk about it. Well, I never got outside of Golf Rival because this damn game is so fun. <laughs> you never made it to the second one to try it. Matthew was correct in one thing for sure so far. I've been playing it for probably 30 hours worth of gameplay at this oh, point, wow. I think it said on my phone. Jesus. There has not been a single ad. 
yet. Not only has How? there not been an ad, there has been maybe 10 nag screens of, oh, we've got this new deal on gyms today. There's been maybe 10 of those in that whole time. Wow, that's modest. Yeah. Wow. Very huh. user-friendly as far as, hey, we're just here for you to enjoy a game. You can support us if you'd like to. But we just want you to have fun. That's how this game feels. Now, see, that's the right approach. And doesn't that make you want to buy the gems all the more to support them when they're not beating the hell out of you over it? I have bought gems or coins in different games occasionally, like Mo, that dark game that you suggested a while yeah. back. Oh, yeah. One time I bought a little package that had coins and gems in that and never again. But I did it just to get myself over the hump and to have some buffer in those two categories. This game, though makes me want to buy it not because i need to oh i need some coins and gems to upgrade my clubs or to get new golf balls or something i just want to do it just because they haven't bitched at me every time i've turned on the damn app to want <laughs> to force me to do it yeah I, i'm with you you want to tip them like a gratitude exactly like finally somebody gets it yeah so what is it that makes golf rival just grab your attention and put 30 hours into yeah. it in two weeks is it the graphics or the gameplay or the sound the or graphics what is it are standard for a mobile game they're nothing outstanding the sound I don't really use. I've never used uh, sound in any of my mobile games because I'm usually play playing them way. at work while I'm breaking. And <laughs> don't <laughs> tell anybody. You know? I'm playing Golf Rival. <laughs> but, you know, I just don't like to disturb the people around me. Got it. The gameplay itself is probably the biggest grabber. You go in. You play a game with somebody. It's one hole. You don't play five holes or six holes or three holes. You play one hole of golf. And a little match it's up. usually three to five strokes. A person gets about 15 to 20 seconds to make their shot. So it's not a long game to play that one thing. And then when it's done, if you've tied, like if both of you took the same number of shots to get to the hole, then you play a, who gets closest to the pin one shot playoff. Okay. Other than that, it's just hmm. moving up the line so far i haven't gotten into the point of playing tournaments or anything like that yet because i'm not that high a level but it's fun there's a lot of chess to be opened and they give you ample opportunity like i have so many upgrade cards for these golf clubs now like the next upgrade might take 20 cards and i have 250 for that club oh wow so it's real easy to do your upgrades once you get some coins and stuff that you get from playing the games and opening those same treasure chests it's a lot of fun all the way around but it's simple i can play a round of golf and then put it down come back later on and play it i don't have to feel like i'm obligated to play it every few hours or something like some of the other games oh, yeah. but it sounds like you don't do that you keep playing it over and over <laughs> well i do but i don't enough. feel obligated to and that's what God, makes you don't me want to play it yeah 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 yep matthew you did it to us yeah i actually tried it i wound up playing for like an hour and i'm you like see? okay i gotta i gotta put this aside for a while yeah because <laughs> it, it was very addicting and i'm like i have already have enough addicting games right now let me wait till i get tired of these other ones and i'll come back to it <laughs> they, i downloaded it during the show but i hadn't looked at it I, i've got it on the front screen now i just moved it over i'm gonna to check it out john what about you you playing anything in particular i am not a video game i'm going back to a board game okay. we've done a few of yeah, those yeah. I'm going to hardcore really push a video that went live on our channel the other day because I did a video on this board game and I was very, very pleased with how they did. Buffalo Games put out a brand new version of Pac-Man playable as a board game. 
Okay. Well, huh. you know, people I think have tried that in the past, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Yeah, and failed. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah with, with mixed results. <laughs> well, there's kind of a trend recently. I've picked up several board games based on video games. IDW has done a series of them mm-hmm. that I have. Centipede and Missile Command and Joust out. I actually have all of those and I've yet to cut the shrink wrap and sit down and play them just because I'm lazy and I have too much other stuff going on. But I was walking through Target and I saw this new version of Pac-Man. Just came out. It might be a Target exclusive. I'm not sure, but it's definitely published by Buffalo Games. Who are They make a lot of great board games and card games anyway. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Only 20 bucks. Uh, and I took it home and I'm like, I have got to do a video review of this to share. So the old Pac-Man that you mentioned, George, right. was like in the 80, 86, 87, mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, I mentioned it in the video. It's, it was not very Pac-Man-ish. You had four different Pac-Man, all of different colors. And they were running around picking up marbles. Right. So it was like hungry, hungry hippo Pac-Man. It was, <laughs> yeah. The problem is it didn't have the mechanics of Pac-Man. And you'll remember we uh, we looked at a, a really bad Burger Time card game that was just war. Oh, yeah. It was garbage. Right. But then we looked at that really nice uh, Space Invaders dice game. Yeah, that yeah. was did fun. have the mechanics of Space Invaders. That was fun. This is right up there with that one. Oh, cool. It has four ghosts. It has a Pac-Man. The Pac-Man says waka waka when you move him on the board. It's awesome. <laughs> Wait, like audibly? <laughs> audibly, yeah. Oh. The, little, the character you move move when you push him down to push down a dot he goes waka waka <laughs> so you get to do it and and probably the wisest thing they did they put in parts of the game that mimic what you're doing in the video game so for example if you get through one board you go to a second board and it should be faster right yeah. well, how do you make the game faster the uh, you add in some faster ghost movement cards in the deck so they can move faster sometimes oh okay and then there's like when you get a power pellet well how do you deal with a power pellet because how long how many you have to count how many turns they stay blue or whatever. Nope. When you eat a power pellet, you start this little mini game where you roll one die at a time and you can try to catch a ghost or get away from ghosts, depending on what you want. And if you eat them, you take them off the board and replace them with their eyes. And they're just ghost <laughs> eyes again. And the ghost player has to work his way back to the ghost pen to turn back into a ghost. So there are different players playing the ghosts as well as playing the Pac-Man. You need at least two players. Okay. If you play two players, one is Pac-Man, one is the ghost. If you have more than that, you have multiple people playing the ghost. But what happens is each player gets a turn being Pac-Man until they die. And you get the highest score that you can accrue during your turn as Pac-Man. Oh. Oh, that sounds fun. That's pretty cool. It's really fun. Yeah, I, we'll put a link to the video down in the show notes below. I mean, I, I could talk and talk and talk about it. It's basically Pac-Man. They did a great job of translating what we know of the classic Pac-Man, and they crammed it into a board game for only 20 bucks. It's well-constructed. It's a giant board that's probably, I don't know, a foot and a half by a foot and a half or so. It's okay. really big. Okay. Little dots. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, check out the video. But I mean, sight unseen, if you enjoy Pac-Man, if you like board games, worth your money to head over to Target and pick one up if you could find it. I might head over to Target my new Dodge Charger today then. There you go. I think you should. You should <laughs> with your Google <laughs> Auto. Punch into Android, Android Auto, Auto yeah, that's right. and say, let's navigate to Target I'll ask and it, off you're going to go. Where can I go to find the Pac-Man board game? And it'll take me straight to Target, it sounds like. It, it might. It's getting smarter. It might be able to. <laughs> that's a little scary. Mo, what have, what have you been playing? <laughs> so I should have been playing a new game on Steam called Dark. D-A-R-Q. Now, wait a minute. Last episode, you were watching a TV show called Dark. Yeah, it must be a trend. And now you're playing a video <laughs> game called Dark. Right. Spelled differently, but yeah. D-A-R-Q. All right. So next show, we expect you to have a tech toy called Dark. Okay. That's your that's oh, your just assignment. Just right. called D-U-R-C when he comes back next Dirk. time. <laughs> Dirk. <laughs> that's Dork. Dork. That's, that's Mo all the time. <laughs> oh, go to hell. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway. Okay, Dark, D-A-R-Q. So it's a side-scroller puzzle game. 
it's it's brand new. I think it came out like a couple weeks ago, and I generally don't buy games that early. Yeah, yeah, we wait for the discount. I wait for usually. the discount, but this one, I mean, it was twenty bucks, and something about the game just caught my attention, and I said, you know, what? I'm going to give it a try. It's it's a how to put this like a like a night before Christmas kind of atmosphere hmm, in it. All right, so kind of creepy, yeah, creepy, clownish, it's black kinda, and white, is it claymation kind of style. It or looks it... kind of like it, like the style. Okay, okay, you're a kid. And you're in a dream and you realize you're dreaming and you're trying to get out of the dream. Ooh. And the mechanics, I mean, they're super, I mean, the basic mechanics are simple. Like you have to go get keys to unlock doors, you know, the usual stuff, get gears, that kind of stuff. So it's mostly like a pick up and drop kind of thing. But one of the features it has that's so cool is that if you run up, like it's a side school, so you run up and there's just a wall there. You hit the button and you can walk up the wall. Oh, okay. Okay. That's a different angle. And the whole screen flips. So in other words, there's no up or down. Even though everything stays like, you know, the tables are upside down, everything's upside down. So you can even so walk. So the environment the <laughs> rotates around so the wall becomes the floor? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so and there's some things like you have to make like a trap door open so that you can walk down that wall, you know, to get someplace. Your description is invoking like almost like a limbo or an inside. Yeah. Very similar. Is it, is very it, similar. Oh, very oh, similar. That, that might be an inch to buy. I love those kinds of games. Yeah, and it has just like these really just it's since it's a dream stuff. Like all the bad guys with quotes around it in it are like these very like surreal. Like there's these mannequins with like lampshade heads. Oh damn. Okay. And when the lights turn on, they can see you. And when the lampshades are off, <sighs> yeah. then you can't. This they, sounds like exactly the kind of like platformer kind of puzzly yeah. creepy thing I like. Yeah, I think you would. If you like Limbo, you definitely like this one. And so I've been playing it. I mean, I got like a couple hours in it, I would say. I got past like the first two sections. And it's also one of these games that really doesn't take a lot of time to teach you stuff. You just sort of figure it out, but it's so intuitive. Now, if I had one single complaint about the game is mm-hmm. for some reason they made the main action button the x button instead of That's the weird. a button yeah so the a button lets you walk up walls whereas he, so it i kept hitting the wrong button a lot because i'm just instinctively ready to hit a for the action okay. and i'm gonna look and see if i can just switch it around as i'm sure i can you know i just didn't dig that deep into it all right so where are you playing this what platform on steam on pc on your pc okay and how much did you pay for 20 it? bucks it's new so, so 1999 20 bucks all right well worth looking at it's like you might want to wait but it's you think it's worth the 20 bucks is it like a quality multiplier it's, it is yeah actually i think it is um like i said i mean i got past the first two levels and that took me a couple it took me some time and i know there's like a ton of levels so i don't i think i've just barely scratched the surface and it's one of these games you kind of come back to i can play a little bit leave come back you know without having to invest like hours and hours at one shot well maybe what george and i will do is we will have you start up dark and then we'll log into parsec and we'll just play yours remotely i'm okay with that for a for, for some <laughs> That's period certainly of time. A possibility <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can try it out i mean it may be a good way for you to try it we'll do profit sharing yeah perfect yeah, yeah that works that's a whole <laughs> new part of the Cory system now. <laughs> right. How much is it worth if you can split you rent it, it out days. to somebody for yeah. a dollar? If you split it three ways, <laughs> is it cheaper? Just the two of us. That great dentine taste makes it nicer to be together because not even mouthwash can freshen your breath better than when you're chewing dentine. Just the two of us. You and I. Before we wind up the show, we'd like to take a moment here toward the end to talk about what things we're looking forward to between now and the next time we get together. It could be uh, any movie or TV or film or game or whatever it could be. Let's start with you, Mo. What are you looking forward to that you stole from me for this That's second? right. And what did steal, <laughs> I just you did. got there faster than you. Fair enough. I am so looking forward to the second part of It, which is coming out September yes, 6th. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of these movies that one, I loved, I thought the first one was awesome. I thought it was a really, really- It caught really, me by surprise. I didn't know it was going to be that exactly. good. Exactly. 
then the second part, just look at the cast. I'm like, holy oh, crap. Right. Barry is in it. Yeah. We got Bill Hader in there as one of the kids. It's just, yeah, it's, it looks amazing. I mean, I try to avoid reviews as much as possible, especially if I'm looking forward to a movie because I don't want to ruin it. Mm-hmm. But I saw one snippet of review that said every scene Bill Hader was in, he stole it. It doesn't surprise me a bit. And I'm like, that may, <laughs> I'm like, now I have to see this one. He was one of the most underrated actors out there. And after Barry, I think he's, his prestige has gone up. Yeah, not by us. I mean, we've, yeah. we've raved about oh, yeah, him. Yeah. And, uh, so for this one, though, I'm just, again, just look at that cast. I'm like, they would have to work to make this a bad movie, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think we'll rewatch the first one and then go out and see it as soon as I can when it comes out. And when is that release? Uh, September 6th. September 6th. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, how about you, man? What are you looking at? I'm looking forward to a new version of an old video game. Uh, September 13th, Borderlands 3 Ooh. is going to come out. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, they, that has been so up and down, that franchise. You know, it's it hasn't been down. It, it's been up and flat yeah, up for and me. Flat. It's never okay, been up and flat. down, right? Yeah. Well, some of the, but some of the expansions. Eh. Yeah, I love the first Borderlands. I, we played a ton of the second oh, one yeah. online multiplayer. And then I just kind of like, I, I was Borderlands out. Yeah. I'm like, I played so much of it that I'm like, eh, I skipped a lot of the little kind of, they had interim versions that they did. Yeah. But now the full blown third one is coming out. And I feel like I'm ready for more Borderlands now. I enjoy the crap. I mean, I remember when the first Borderlands came out. That was like the early days of you getting into me into online gaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was a yeah. blast, man. It was so much fun playing that in the Xbox. So this one, I'm hoping it's it, oh, as long as it keeps the the humor aspect of it, especially. It looks like it does. Yeah. Then I'm definitely all in on that one, too. Yeah, I just don't think I want to play it. You don't want to? Why? No, because if you remember correctly, one of our most popular videos on our YouTube channel is Gil Gerard, right? Yeah. And yeah. the person that he ended up wanting to do the co-interview with, the person who we get the most comments about going um ah um ah yeah right (laughs) her husband worked on that video game and she's one of the voice actors from the video game so just because of that (laughs) but look at all the subscribers we've gotten off of complaining Uh, about her i think it's still worthwhile yeah Yeah. (laughs) borderlands is such a great multiplayer cooperative game it's the kind of co-op that i really enjoy we're not fighting each other it's not just me uppercutting you and freezing you like mortal Kombat. (laughs) we're helping each other out that's not cooperative gameplay by the way yeah i know that's that's not absolute opposite borderlands <laughs> is it's the antithesis of mortal Kombat. it's cooperative work together to, to have, have a common goal you could drop in and out of somebody's game fairly seamlessly yeah it's it's so seamless yeah. yep well that might be one of those parsec games you know it might be a good way to do a live stream when it comes out or create a video really quickly thereof since you love it so Maybe, much and yeah. i haven't really cared it's about it game. that much it might be fun to see what happens there all right uh so george after uh, playing borderlands with us uh what are you looking forward to you know i think i'm gonna watch something on netflix uh right after this podcast drops actually on oh yeah august 30th netflix is releasing the dark crystal age of resistance oh, right. oh yeah that's right yeah i've put myself in a bubble i've not watched anything about this does <laughs> it look good well it it does look good but i'm more interested in it from the comic book aspect that's where the story was born it's a comic book mm-hmm. actually and we've been getting a lot of these different uh solicitation emails for drawn and paneled and i was reading through one of the other day and it was talking about dark crystal and i saw the netflix reference on there and it reminded me of it so i was like oh i'll throw it in the in the looking forward segment and then i was reading they have like a whole timeline of the dark crystal universe that spans a whole lot larger aspect of that universe than i ever thought like i knew the movie everybody knows the movie mm-hmm. right right and yeah, yeah i knew vaguely of some comic books and stuff here and there but i hadn't really read them but i didn't understand there's like a timeline of when events 
events happen and oh, really? all this different stuff. I didn't stuff. know that either. I had no clue. But huh. so this Dark Crystal Age of Resistance in the timeline, it actually takes place before the Dark Crystal movie that we all grew up with. Prequel. Got it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Huh. Yeah, me too. I think we're all going to be checking that one out. Is it a series or a movie? I think it's going to be a series, but I'm not 100% sure. I just saw it was on Netflix. I think it's a short series. Yeah. I believe it's like six or seven episodes. It's not a long series, but it's so it's a giant movie or a small series. Right, yeah. you want to Either way, <laughs> you're going to binge it. So it's just like a movie with popcorn breaks if it is a series or it's a long movie one way or the other. Right. doesn't make any difference. You're going to watch it all anyway, Mo. So just give up. You're going to do it. That's true. Yeah, I know. I know. Just what I'm getting into. That's all. Oh, wow. Does that pizza smell good? My nose wouldn't know. It's too stuffed. Have a Halls. Halls Vapor Action penetrates deep to help your stuffy nose feel clearer while Halls soothes your cough. Halls Vapor Action works. Now let's work on some pizza. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know. So if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That is going to wrap it up for another edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Before we get out of here, I want to take just a moment to thank all the amazing folks over on Patreon who support us every single month. And I'm talking about you, Marcus and Mike and Greg and Agile and Slow-Mo and Corey and Will and Blasted or Stashin and Levi and Dana, Dan and Chad and Stephen and Thomas and Stu and T2. Listen to how long that list is getting. Doesn't that sound <laughs> That's great? Awesome. It does. <laughs> These are all folks who support us financially. Take a dollar two out of their pocket every month and support us over on Patreon and we could not be more grateful. If you would like to join these folks, head on over to patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Check out the levels, sign up. We'd love to have you there. There's some bonus content available once you join us. Outtakes from these podcasts and more. So head on over and check it out. We will be back in two weeks with a regular edition of our show, but next week with a backtrack. Next week, we're going to be talking all about that amazing little lunch pail that was a billboard for the TV show we love the most, Lunchboxes. <laughs> That's going to be fun. <laughs> you will not want to miss that one. We hope you will join us for it until then i am john george thanks for being here yes sir mo always appreciate you oh man always fun. fourth listener you know we appreciate you most of all and we'll talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody no life no fun don't you know that you're a grown-up Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the GWW.com. Alright, I'm <coughs> recording. Uh-oh. Easy peasy. Don't say anything you don't mean to. Because <laughs> it's going to blooper. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, hang on one second, my wife. Is, but first, uh, try to get my attention. No, they're just all standing in front of the door, like dancing. Like, <laughs> That's one way to get your attention, I guess. And then I turn, they're gone. In a world infatuated with comic fandom, comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut! Oh, come on, it wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. 
We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.